Hey, fam. I regret to inform you that this is the last Mondays at the movies of the summer. Hey fam, welcome to a new episode of Stay Watching Mondays at the Movies. As always, I'm your host, Larry. Uh, as I said at the top of the episode, this is, in fact, our final Mondays at the Movies of the summer season. Uh, it's been a fun ride. We've only really missed one Monday. We got through most of the summer movie season. And we saw a grand total of, hold on, let me calculate, 35 films. So that's pretty impressive. It's been a it's been a busy summer and a lot of fun, even though I may not have liked all of the movies that I went to see. Um, it was definitely an experience. And I, I, I have to say that I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to doing this again next summer. Um, I'm probably going to use a similar format, um, you know, unless I get some feedback that didn't really like this. Um, what I may do though, is I might kind of switch it up, uh, just because sometimes there are some films that I have more to say about others. Uh, what I may do is, um, kind of center the episodes around one of the movies and do like really, really quick thoughts on the other two. Um, depending on how much there is to say, uh, or I might just kind of break out some films into being almost a, a full episode on their own. Um, just because, you know, again, there, there are some films that you just have so much to say about, and it almost is, uh, unfair to the other films that appear in that episode to, um, kind of leave them, uh, within the wake of, of that larger movie or that, that movie that you have a lot more to say about. So, um, but this week, I have three films that I mostly enjoyed. Um, this week, I saw Ready or Not. I saw Angel Has Fallen and The Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, there was one more film that I was thinking about reviewing. It was a straight-to-streaming DVD Blu-ray animated Batman film. But then um, as I was watching it, I realized I didn't really have a whole lot to say about it because it was kind of one of my least favorite ones <laughs> in a pretty long while. Um, so we're just going to skip that. But uh, hang in there. I'll be right back with some reviews. So the first movie that I wanted to talk about this week is Ready or Not, directed by uh, sometimes collaborators on stuff like Southbound uh, and VHS, uh, Matt Bettinelli, Olpin, and Tyler Gillette. Um, this film stars Samara Weaving, uh, and basically the premise is um, this young woman uh, is marrying into a very wealthy family who has a... Uh, 
game business and on the night of every new wedding for one of their family members, uh, they draw a card and uh, enter into a game. Uh, and if someone play, uh, pulls the hide and seek card, they have to play a deadly game of hide and seek or something bad may happen to the family. And I, you know, on premise alone, this movie sounded ridiculous. I remember when I saw the trailer, I was just like, what is going on with this? Why are they showing, you know, some of the, you know, some of the gruesome kills right here in the trailer? And, you know, is it leaving anything else to this film? And going into it, I, I have to say that I, I really loved this, this film. Um, I am a big fan of like these horror thrillers that aren't afraid to uh, be tongue in cheek, be funny, have fun with the premise, have fun with the characters. And I definitely feel like this is one of those films like, yes, there are some moments that are truly terrifying and will have you on edge. And, you know, again, like I, I always love to go see films, you know, day one. Um, this one, I didn't see the advanced screening, but I saw the, you know, the uh, pre opening night screening or the opening night screening, whatever it was, or it was the opening night screening. And it was just a lot of fun to see some of the people in the audience who were like literally on the edge of their seats, like holding themselves because they were so terrified about what was about to happen and just the, the tenseness of the situation and, you know, watching um, Samara Weaving's character just kind of um, try to survive the night. And it was a lot of it was this this film is a lot of fun and i think if you're into this kind of stuff um you're going to really enjoy it i i think she found a way or or the directors the cinematographer samara found a way to create a really kind of iconic character within the context of this universe you know again we will probably never see this character again um you know not spoiling what happens in the end at all uh but just because you know this is pretty clearly a one-off kind of film i i don't i can't understand a world in which something like this would get a sequel out, outside of like a spiritual sequel um but the work that they were able to do to kind of create these iconic visuals uh with this character you know trying to survive the night in in their wedding dress and and kind of fighting back against these things that are coming to kill her. Um, it's it, it was just really, really a cool film. And, and and I feel like that's something that's kind of been missing a lot of times. Like I know uh, people being hunted isn't necessarily an original idea. Like we all know that it's not it's not an original concept. There are so many different things relating to all right we have to hunt down this person for one reason or another whether it be supernatural whether it be there's money involved whether or not it's the purge night whatever it may be you know we, we've seen that type of film done so many times but um i think the other aspects of the premise of this film made it really interesting the whole idea that it's essentially your in-laws that are hunting you down and you know you 
trying to reconcile with having just hours beforehand been married and now you are in a life and death struggle with people who are supposed to be your family. I, I don't know. It's just I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I thought uh, some other members of the family gave some really great performances like uh, I believe the actor's name is Henry Sari. He plays the kind of patriarch in the family. He's got this he always delivers these these really kind of quirky, you know, uptight, you know, upper 1% kind of characters. And I, and I think he did a really good job here. Uh, Andy McDowell does a fantastic job in this film. Um, Nikki Guadongi, Dongi, I'm terrible with names, I'm sorry, is, is terrifying as, as Aunt Helene. Uh, so I, I, I just feel like if you have a lot of fun with these types of horror thrillers, you're going to have a good time, um, especially if you like them a little bit more tongue in cheek. Um, you know, the, the thing is, like what I would say is for me, I felt like this film was a little bit of um, I guess I guess the easiest way to for me to describe it is like a little bit of the purge mixed with a little bit of something like Cabin in the Woods where um, it, it kind of has that feel to it where like, yes, there's this kind of shocking like someone is being hunted, uh, but at the same time, they're able to have a little bit fun with it with a little bit of fun with it. So I think that you'll if you're into that kind of thing, you'll you'll definitely kind of enjoy it. And I think there's some really cool stuff that they do with the cinematography. There are some shots in this film that I just really love. And, you know, there were, there were those moments where I was like, I would really love like just a film still of this because like it works so perfectly. So, um, I think there's a lot of really cool stuff in this film. Um, and it is on the shorter side, so that's another plus that it has going for it, especially in a time when everything is over two hours. Like the next film that I'm going to talk about, Angel Has Fallen, which I think actually clocks in at like right around two hours. Um, it is the newest in the Has Fallen franchise. Um, it's, you know, the Olympus has fallen, what was it, London has fallen, places all over the world are falling. Um, directed directed by Richard Roman Waugh. Oh, sorry, you might have just heard my laundry end back there. Um, sorry for the incredibly unprofessional podcast. Um, Angel has fallen stars uh, our good old boy, Jerry Butler, um, you know, King Leonidas from 300, Morgan Freeman, who... I guess is, is I, I, we got to talk about Morgan Freeman at some point. Cause like, wasn't he having some issues? Wasn't he under investigation for a couple of things? I don't know. We'll have to come back to that at a, in a later episode. Um, Danny, I may as well have bad guy tattooed on my forehead. Houston, um, literally like this guy is this is not a spoiler because it's like, as soon as you see this guy in a film, assume he is the bad guy like he played William Stryker in X-Men Origins Wolverine uh he plays an evil you know they weren't Nazis but an evil general in Wonder Woman the guy is always bad so if you see him in a film you know he's bad and I think they even show that he is bad in the trailer I can't remember but it's just like why like you get this guy because you need 
potentially army adjacent bad guy. Like that is what Danny Eusen is for, um, which is which is kind of weird because I actually think he's a pretty decent actor. He just kind of always gets these samey like I'm a military dude who's bad, but I'm only bad because I think I'm doing it for the greater good or a lot of money. Um, but that's enough about Danny Easton. Uh, He's a guy that you've probably seen everywhere. You're probably like, I have no idea who that is. As soon as you see him, you'll be like, oh, yeah, he was the bad guy in XYZ and named like 30 other movies. Um, Nick Nolte also shows up doing his best old crazy man. I feel like that's what Nick Nolte gets used for these days. Um, I mean, it's pretty much what he's always been used for. But hey, we need someone to reconnect with someone from their past who happens to also be their father he's going to be crazy. It's Nick Nolte. Um, again, that's in the trailer. That's not a spoiler. I don't know if you can spoil this movie. Um, it is basically like every other, Hey, our good guy has been framed for something and has to go on the run film. Like you've seen this movie a million times. Uh, the only difference is now this time, the guy is dealing with some concussions that doesn't necessarily impede his ability to do his job in every sense. He's also got a little bit of an, a, an addiction to painkillers, um, which is kind of glossed over, which uh, was a little strange to me, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and finally, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is also in this. There's there some other people like, you know, my my friend Lance Reddick. I'm going to call him my friend, but, uh, you know, you've seen him in the uh, the John Wick movies. Um, if you look up Lance Reddick, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. I, I love Lance Reddick. Um, but Angel Has Fallen, like I said, it is literally a paint by numbers. Your your good guy has been framed movie. Um, if you like explosions, this is a movie for you. There are like two separate sequences that are basically a sustained two to three minutes straight of just explosions. Um, I saw it in Adobe theater and like with the sound system in that theater, it was literally deafening. I felt like the theater was about to explode uh, the way that these things were going off. Um, you know, again, there's not a whole lot to say here. I mean, if you are in the mood for a little bit more straight laced action movie. So like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about uh, Hobbs and Shaw or the Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, uh, which is what I would call like a zany action movie, you know, like. Uh, it's hard to call it an action comedy, even though it is kind of an action comedy, buddy comedy uh, kind of action film. Um, and so, but that's a little bit more on the ridiculous side, like ridiculous, ridiculous, like funny, ridiculous silliness. Whereas Angel Has Fallen is ridiculous, but it's more on the serious, ridiculous side of things where you're just like, hey, they're taking this material really seriously. Um, they got Morgan Freeman to play the president. You know, we're supposed to be taking this film seriously. Our main character is a family that he's trying to protect. Like all of this needs to be taken super seriously. We got Jerry Butler, Gerard Butler, you know, take it all seriously. And I, it it works in a sense because there comes a point when it's like, 
no, this is ridiculous. Like, and they lean into it in a few choice moments where it's like, it undercuts its own, like, hey, we're trying to be serious in a kind of neat way that I didn't expect. Um, that actually gave me a lot more respect for the film. Um, you know, again, like it's a formula, it's doing what it knows it needs to do to get people into the theater and to enjoy it. Um, all of the plot lines are pretty straightforward. You know exactly where everything is going to go. There's never any sense of mystery, even though characters are trying to, you know, solve things, you know exactly what's going to happen to those characters as well. Um, you know, so really what I would say is if you if you like these types of movies, if you enjoy just watching them, um, not going to say that you need to go see it in theaters, but like when it's available for streaming, you're probably going to enjoy this one, too. I mean, like it's a good enough time, not something that I would really pay for. Um, you know, but if I have like a free red box or a free, you know, streaming rental, definitely something that's that's worth kind of checking out because it'll be a little bit of fun and wow we're blazing through this final episode of mondays at the movies and so i only have one film left that i want to talk about today um and that film is uh the peanut butter falcon directed by tyler wilson and mike schwartz starring shia labeouf labeouf dakota johnson and uh zach gotas Got Sagan, Goat Sagan. Oh my God. I, I'm sorry. Like these names are like one of those things where I really should warm up a lot more and, and just kind of watch interviews and see how people are saying these things. But like, I, I'm going to get tongue tied anyway. Zach Goat Sagan, Got Sagan. Anyway, The Peanut Butter Falcon is a story of a young man with Down syndrome who escapes from an old folks home where he has kind of been uh, set up by the state uh, since he has no family. Um, he escapes from this home in order to make his way to his favorite wrestler's wrestling school and along the way falls in line with uh, a character named Tyler, played by Shia LaBeouf, who is a bit down on his luck. Uh, he seems like a miscreant with a kind of checkered past, which we learn a little bit more of, um, all the while being pursued by Dakota Johnson, who uh, was the woman who was taking care of him at the old folks home that, that Zach escaped from. And it, it's, it's hard to kind of talk about this film, um, without just kind of blanketly saying that it is um, sweet. I mean, it's not quite the word that I, I want to use. Like it, it's it's been hard for me to kind of verbalize what I want to say about this film, because um, while I would say it's 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 definitely one of my favorite films of this year so far. And, you know, just kind of looking back, you know, we are eight months through the year. Uh, it's probably going to stay on kind of my top 10 list at this point, um, which I'm going to probably be producing a top 10 of the year so far list soon. But I don't know. I just I feel like the message of this film is is fantastic. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where um, when we talk about diversity and representation in film, like it's, it's, 
it, it usually comes down to to ethnicity or race or religion, um, gender identity, uh, sexual orientation, things like that. Um, and so for a film to tackle, um, you know, representation from the context of uh, people with, um, you know, and forgive me if I if I use the wrong language here with um, you know, with, with mental disabilities and, 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 uh, or, or learning disorders or however you want to, whatever, whatever the correct language is, like definitely feel free to correct me on this as uh, one of those areas that I'm still learning quite a bit about, um, you know, I, I, I feel like they do such a good job of having that conversation without necessarily, beating you over the head with it and and really you know looking at how we need to treat each other like people without kind of diminishing the idea the idea of what abilities each other has and and I, and I feel like that that message comes across really well in this film. Um, you know, I, I don't want to you know spoil every plot point and and what's going on in this. You know, that's not what I do here. Um, but I, I just I think the film it, it does that so beautifully. It has that conversation so beautifully. And you know, I just I think the relationship between um, you know, Zach's character and Shia LaBeouf's character is just, it's so lovingly crafted, especially once you know more about uh, Shia LaBeouf's character and his background. Um, I, I thought that was really interesting. And then, you know, both of their interactions with Dakota Johnson's character and and kind of what she is doing in this film, what she is bringing and, you know, how in a sense, her character changes as well through these interactions with these two very different people and, and what they teach her about the world. Um, I, I really just think this is a beautiful film. I think the cinematography is great. I think, um, you know, again, these performances are, are, are great. I, I feel like there is a lot to really love about this film. Um, and plus, like just, you know, some of the you know, the actual, you know, the, the allusions to wrestling, uh, I really enjoyed, um, you know, a little bit of a surprise to me, but probably not so much of a surprise to people. If you've been kind of looking, um, at some of the, you know, promotional material around the film now, but, um, you know, we got, uh, appearances from, uh, Mick Foley in this film, um, who, was mankind in the WWF WWE, uh, as well as Jake, the snake Roberts, um, showing up, which was a really interesting surprise. Um, and he did not disappoint. Um, the other performance that I don't really mention here. Um, and I, again, I'm not going to say too much about it just because I think it's, it's really important to the film later on, but, um, uh, J uh, the, the character, the wrestling character that uh, Zach in the film really looks up to is uh, called the Saltwater Redneck, uh, which one I just think is a fantastic wrestling name. Um, and he is played by uh, Thomas Hayden Church, 
who you may remember as uh, the people are going to remember him for much better things than this, but I will always remember him as the best part of Spider-Man three. He played Flint Marco, AKA the Sandman, Um, you know, easily the greatest part of Spider-Man three. And it's really sad that he was not in a better movie because he was so good. Um, but he is also fantastic here in, in his, his role. So, um, I think this is a film that everybody should see. Um, I, I think it's really beautiful. It was the first time in a long while that I had been excited to see Shia LaBeouf in anything. Um, and I, I think overall it just, it was just a really great time. It was touching. It was funny. Um, it, it just kind of ticked a lot of boxes for me. Uh, Plus a random appearance by by Yellow Wolf. I don't know if anybody knows that that rapper, but um, yeah, he just kind of randomly showed up in this movie. I had completely forgotten about him, but like he's got very distinctive tattoos. And so as soon as like they showed kind of a close up of him, I knew exactly who it was. So um, just kind of like a weird, weird thing that that happens in this film. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, hang in there. Be right back. So thank you all for listening to another episode of Stay Watching Mondays at the Movies. Um, agree with my thoughts on those films. Disagree. Hit me up on social media at Larry Tron pretty much everywhere on social media or send me an email Larry at LM2photo.com. Um, this has been a fun ride this summer. I've had, uh, uh, like I said before, I had a lot of fun going to the movies every week and letting you know what I thought about them. Um, figuring out the recording schedule is always fun with this type of thing, especially some days where I was seeing movies on Sunday and then had to kind of immediately turn around and, and record, um, you know, or recording first thing Monday morning after a workout. It, it's just been, it, it's been a, a good fun time. And, you know, I hope that you've enjoyed this ride. Um, <clears throat> Uh, just some updates on the podcast. We're going to be getting back to some of my, you know, normal episode styles soon. There might be a little break. Um, there might be a little break uh, just because the beginning of the year for where I work is incredibly busy. So I might need to take like a week or two off. Um, you know, that's not definite, but there might be, you know, a lapse in episodes for a couple of weeks. Um, hopefully not. Um, Mondays at the movies is going to be a sometimes thing uh, going forward through the year until next summer. Um, basically, there are going to be some bigger films that come out throughout this year. Um, obviously, we have stuff like It Chapter 2. Um, and while I might make that into, you know, kind of a more comprehensive episode where I talk with someone else, we'll see. Um, I think, uh, what I probably want to do is if there are films that come out that I want to talk about, I still want to, uh, kind of introduce those without necessarily derailing some of the other subjects or, or topics that I have that I want to talk about. So, um, 
look forward to those. I'm also going to be bringing back some more episodes that are more in the style of the original podcast, LM2 Talks, which I imagine most of you who have been listening to a long time, that's probably how you got here to this point. Um, Those episodes are more just kind of me sharing my thoughts or opinions on certain things um, and less having discussions with others. So those are going to be, you know, there's going to be a couple of those that are going to be coming out um, as well, as well as kind of getting back to those discussions with other people. So um, look forward to all of that. Um, And as I said before, the last couple of weeks um, are basically all summer long. Um, I'm a part of the Hard Knock Media Collective, which is the podcast and multimedia end of the Nerds of Color, which is basically your place on the internet for all things nerdy from the perspectives of people of color. and we've got a lot of great shows like Hard Knock Life, uh, which is the flagship podcast for the nerds of color, uh, Southern Fried Asians that looks at the experience of Asian Americans in the U.S. South, uh, as well as DC TV Classics that looks at how uh, DC Comics made their foray into TV and movies uh, back in the day. So um, check those out. Check us out. HardKnockMedia.com. So that brings us to the end of another episode. I just want to thank you again for listening in, fam. And as always, stay watching. Peace.